She's got moves like Uma Thurman. I mean, yeah, we like we, when when I first heard that song, that was it was like a we it was the weirdest fucking mashup because I was like, all right, so it's this band who's doing a song that is a reference to a movie using a sample from a TV show that has no relation to the movie, but they both have surf guitar. And that is the uh, only uh, uniting feature is the surf guitar. Um, uh, clearly, they wanted to use uh, what was what was this? the Dick Dale? Yeah, but that sample had already been pretty thoroughly ruined by the Black Eyed Peas by that point. So they just settled for second best, which evidently is the Munsters. I mean, yeah, I it's it's one of those things where it's just like I still don't really know how I feel about it. Like fifteen years later. <laughs> Yeah, both that and the uh, Black Eyed Peas song are fucking garbage. But I think, if anything, the Fall Out Boy song is slightly worse just for being more creatively bankrupt. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I think it's important to clarify. Like, I was never a big Fall Out Boy fan. No, neither I. I hate Fall Out um, Boy. Yeah, I I never really liked the band. And Nor I did think I that... care for the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, well, I mean... Okay, so I think that, uh, I mean, I still think that Where is Love is a good song, but <laughs> that shit fucking, still fucking slaps. But um, I think that the, like, the worst of the of Fall Out Boy is still better than, like, the worst of Black Eyed Peas by, by a fucking, mar- like, you know, mile. Like, Black Eyed Peas had some fucking heinous songs. Boom, boom, boom. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. Was, was Black Eyed Peas uh, IMB or was that just... Uh, I'm, I'm a B. Or was that just Will I Am? I mean, at, at a certain point, the Black Eyed Peas just became Will I Am's pet project. So there were there was really no distinguishing one from the other. So count that in the uh, broader Black Eyed Peas canon? Yeah. I, yeah, I would say that it's in the Black Eyed Peas expanded universe. This Halloween, party with your favorite monsters during Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Florida. And right now, carve out savings of up to $16 off admission with this special coupon you'll find on two liters of Pepsi. For details, visit a Pepsi display near you. Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Hurry to Ticketmaster today for advanced tickets while you can still slash the price. Welcome to Splatterpunks. My name is Ness. And Mo says like yeah. And uh, me and Mo, we're going to be talking about something that is very, very near and dear to my heart. The Flaming Mo. Well, you can purchase the Flaming Mo at what I'm talking about. But no, it is Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Amusement Park in Orlando, Florida. A thing that I have gone to happily for the last 14 years consecutively. Which is not happening this year, sadly. Due to plague reasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a real bummer, man. That is apt. So yeah. I had already made up my mind that I wasn't going to Halloween Horror Nights even before they canceled it. Simply because as much as I love some fucking haunted houses 
it just wouldn't be worth it knowing all the while that I was going to have dreadful paranoia. I, you know, I honestly probably still would have gone because, you know, I, I, I live on my own in an apartment over here. So I, you know, there's only so many people I can infect. But all the same, um, Universal did ultimately decide to cancel it on the eve of their 30th anniversary. Yeah, I think that was what really, um, like, well, really, probably really, why... twi- yeah, really twisted the knife. And I think it's probably why they waited as long as they did to cancel it, because obviously they had been working towards this for quite a while. Yeah, this year I'm looked sh- really fucking cool, not yeah, going I'm sure all of their eggs were in this particular basket, and it... They basically waited up until the 11th hour until uh, they had to make the decision whether or not they were going to start building haunted houses in those big-ass sound stages, and they just realized, this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. Which is why on this evening's episode, to sort of commiserate on this, and on the eve when Halloween Horror Nights would have opened, we will be taking a walk down memory lane to revisit some of our favorite Halloween Horror Nights memories. Yeah. Um, Because you've been going since... 2006. 2006. All right. Yeah. The the first year that I went was 2002. Correct. So um, I guess, yeah, I guess that would have made us the same age when we first started going. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) It it took me an embarrassingly uh, long period of time to remember that. How many is four? (laughs) How many is four? But uh, you did skip a year, so... um. Yeah, that's true. Um, You've been going consistently every year since the first time you went. Since 2006, baby. Yeah, I I went in 2002, and then I skipped 2003, and then I've gone every year since 2004. Mm -hmm. So we have, between the two of us, we have uh, a pretty pretty meaty slab of memories. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff that we uh, experienced at Halloween Horror Nights, you know, was some of the funnest shit that I've experienced in my life. Um, some of it was, um, you know, not to mince words, some of it was dog shit, but. <laughs> well, now I'm curious. Um, I hate to start off a uh, thread on a negative note, but uh, what what is dog shit to you? Because I mostly remember the good bits. Uh, what Whatever I had a bad time with, I mostly forgot. But yeah. Um, you know, honestly, probably the fourth or fifth year in a row that they did the, uh, walking dead. Ooh, yeah. Um, I did forget a lot of that and that might be the worst thing you can say about it is that, um, those years is, are basically just a gray zombie skin blur. Yeah. Um, I remember one, uh, because what? Well, it's important to clarify that we have for years gotten the uh, frequent fear pass. Right. Yeah. So for the last at, know, uh, 10 at, years, at least also uh, to clarify the frequent fear pass at universal Orlando, not Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're currently sitting in uh, central Florida. So we've, we've been doing um, universal studios, Halloween horror nights at, or uh, the universal Orlando resort. Well, you made a you made a reference to St. Pete um, about five minutes ago. Uh, I don't. Yeah, but I, I just want to. I, I don't assume people think you're going to a Halloween Horror Nights Russia. Well, I mean, I just want to clarify. 
for the purpose of posterity. But I do remember um, one year, maybe it was 2015 or 2016. I remember one year being uh, at the end of the evening where they ask for your feedback um, <laughs> and uh, uh, doing one of the surveys where I was, I was very drunk <laughs> and I went on a just fucking tirade just going on like I, I typed for probably 20 minutes on that fucking thing just complaining about how much I hate the fucking Walking Dead theming and how tired I am of this whole thing and I want something fucking new surely that would have been before 2015 I mean they I, I know the show is still running but they stopped doing that shit like well before that didn't they it might have been the year before they uh, stopped doing it. <laughs> and I like to believe that I had a small part in play <laughs> to play in that. I mean, hey, everyone needs something they can hang their hat on. Yeah. You know, if if nothing else, I saved Halloween Horror Nights from just being a, you know, uh, every year a redundant uh, and somehow slightly worse uh, Walking Dead themed event. And I know someone out there is still fucking watching this show because, uh, you know, they added a Walking Dead character to Tekken 7. I mean, I don't know that because I, I, I don't play Tekken all that much, so. Yeah, but Negan, the baseball bat guy. Uh, yeah. Now he's running around fighting, fighting martial artists and devils and shit. Neat. With his, <laughs> with his leather jacket and his baseball cap. Super cool. Love it. <laughs> Lo- love that for the fighting game community. Yeah. <laughs> is there a fighting game? Well, I mean, I, I know that there is a fighting game community out there somewhere. Well, they've been having a hard time since Evo stopped being a thing, but. The what now? Evo, it was the World Series for uh, for fighting games mm. until the organizer got me too'd. Ooh, yeah. So they were probably going to cancel Evo this year anyway due to plague, but. Now they are undergoing some restructuring. restructuring. <laughs> Correct, yes. Creative restructuring. Quite. Um so it, it's uh, it, it's hard times for the fighting game community, but yeah. Um do you have any other uh, negative memories um to get out of your system because I prefer to focus on the positive. No, yeah, I as would I, but you know, I I don't I don't think I really have anything uh any any gripes yeah yeah most of my ill will can basically just be summarized as problems walking that, dead related well i was gonna say problems that you would uh encounter in any large event with a uh several thousand shambling drunks yeah i mean there's but there's nothing really you can do about that like there's always exactly, going to be there's always going to be thousands of shambling drunks at halloween horror nights so it, you know you you exactly, accept which that is, as which is know, why i terrain. don't which is why i don't dwell on it yeah uh, opposite side of the coin um, since you have been going uh, to Halloween Horror Nights longer than I have I'd be interested to hear some of your earliest recollections of the event okay so the first time that I went to Halloween Horror Nights was 2002 and Islands of Fear Islands of Fear the first year that they held it at Islands of Adventure instead of uh, Universal Studios proper Yes. The reason why they did this was because Islands wasn't doing so good and they needed to uh, 
Oh they, yeah, that 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 baby was sinking. Yeah, they they, they needed a second chance to uh, to pitch this uh, amusement park that they sunk all this money into. Well, you know, um, it wasn't the hottest theme park to begin with, and then shortly after that, a little event happened called 9/11. 9/11 was before 2002. No, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm ta- I was talking oh, okay. about <laughs> the yeah. the launch of Islands of Adventure. Sorry, sorry, I got it twisted. Yeah, uh, they launched. Yeah, it, it opened in ninety nine, ninety nine or two thousand. I can't remember. Off because the top we of my went, head. Uh, we we got like, so yeah, we went, uh, we went there in like two thousand or so. Somewhere I remember it was short. It was definitely before nine eleven, which would make it shortly before, shortly after we moved here. Yeah. Yeah, was I liked it, it. That, yeah. Spider Man uh, ride, fucking. Yeah, in 2000, 2000 or 2001, whenever we were there, that was fucking insane. Spider-Man rock my world, buddy. <laughs> uh, we do not accept uh, Biodome references on this show. Well, too bad because I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But yeah, so the first time that I ever attended Halloween Horror Nights was 2002. Um it was kind of a I don't really remember exactly why or how I ended up there but yeah it was it was kind of a lark I th- I think you ended up going with one of your friends Yeah I went I went with a uh, friend when I was you know probably like 13 at the time Yeah because um I always ended up going along for the ride and I would just hang out at Disney Quest for most of the evening Yeah so that ruled for me because um well I mean yeah. Disney Quest did rule Yeah rip and peace Yeah rip and peace but uh yeah uh islands of fear um under the management of um the first great icon after the original the caretaker yeah um though i don't recall actually going in any of the houses when i was there um just because it was so long ago I think it was just I was. Uh, I think you did go into the houses because I definitely have recollections of you telling me about the Carnage House. Yeah, it's it's. Again, it's like you know, it was so long ago that it's like scrambled up in my brain, but just like I remember not really doing too whole like you know, doing a whole lot the first time that I went to Halloween Horror Nights just because it was like, holy fuck, man, this is so fucking cool <laughs> like yeah and you were how old again uh like 13 and 2002 um I, I, i'm i'm sure I, we could math it out but i don't wanna yeah but yeah it was um yeah the 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 uh the, yeah they because they did this whole um carnage take it was all right marvel, so marvel superhero island island under siege yeah so this was before this was 2002 this was before uh the symbiote shit got way played out um it was still when carnage was like way cool and stuff yeah carnage had only had uh two maybe three story arcs the original maximum carnage and then maybe one after that at that point because he was introduced in the 90s i'm pretty sure oh yeah yeah he he was uh carnage was introduced in uh spider uh spider-man 363 i want to say so he'd been around for less than a decade at this point so he was still a pretty fresh concept yeah yeah he was still relatively fresh and as was the um the symbiotes themselves but 
um, having uh, Carnage do like an entire takeover of the Marvel superhero island. That was that was honestly really fucking cool. And they caught some flack for that because uh, they just outright killed a bunch of uh, fan favorite heroes. Yeah, well, well like Captain they, America, they, they had, Iron they Man. Had, no, they had props suggesting that a lot of iconic Marvel heroes had been killed. They had like props suggesting that Captain America was dead, Iron Iron Man was dead. Um, I Wolver- think they, Wolverine they, was another one. Yeah, they had they had the rights to like half of the X Men. I don't think they had actually the rights to too many Marvel characters at the time. Yeah, but you know, as we'll probably get into later, um, Halloween Horror Nights plays it kind of free and loose with the uh, legalities. At least they did in the old days. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they did. They just outright killed um, uh, Cap, uh, Wolverine, and Iron Man, and presumably Spider Man as well. His webbing was all over the place, but he was nowhere to be found. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, because Carnage is you know fundamentally a Spider Man villain. So so yeah, the the conceit of uh, this uh, this uh, concept was that the superheroes had finally lost and the supervillains had won. If you ever read uh the original Old Man Logan comics, it was very it was very similar to that concept where the uh the villains finally put their he- heads together and realized that they outnumbered the heroes like 10 to 1. So they just teamed up to genocide a bunch of heroes. I actually haven't read the Old Man Logan comic. Oh, well. That was that written by Mark Millar? Excellent question. I have no idea. I feel like it was a Mark Millar job. But, uh, yeah, the reason why Wolverine is a pacifist in that is Mysterio hypnotized him into slaughtering the X-Men. Ooh. And when he comes out of it, he's looking down on Jubilee with three of his blades sticking out of her chest while she's just, like, gurgling why. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, they uh, that's how that's how you break Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, amusement park uh, funneries. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially after Disney bought Marvel, you can see why they didn't repeat this too many times. I feel like it's a small miracle that Marvel Superhero Island is even still there. I mean, when they well, built- they signed a ninety-nine year contract, they signed a ninety-nine year contract. But with all of Disney's resources, I feel like they could find some way to buy it out. Yeah, I'm sure that they could. But also, when you have somebody... Okay, so Disney owns Marvel. They ultimately you know, get the profits from anything that's sold that's Marvel-related. When you have your primary competitor in a particular market selling your product like why would you fuck with it well it does like tie their hands in certain ways because marvel cannot use any of the same heroes that universal uses east of the mississippi in disneyland they can do whatever they want but there can never be a spider-man or a hulk or an x-man ride at uh, disney world while that lease is still in effect yeah but that's fine because those rides still exist and they're Disney's getting the money from them. Well, they they get a cut from the merchandise. Well, they also get a, a, a you know they also get the li- the licensing fees too. So nope, nope. Uh, Universal already paid for that. 
Well, yeah, they are. okay. So Disney got the licensing fees up front, but they also get uh, cut off all of the merchandise. Yeah, but clearly uh, Universal. And I mean, clearly Universal th- okay, is still so, making a tidy sum from the merchandise, or else they wouldn't bother still selling it. Yes, but you've been to that uh, that section of the theme park. They sell a tidy fucking pocket of merchandise. <laughs> they sell a lot of merchandise. Well, in any case, this is supposed to be a horror nights podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 losing the thread here. Yeah, <laughs> I may cut some of this. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, what would you like to talk about next? Uh, well, did you have any other memories from two thousand two? Uh, did you go into Scream oh, House? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, um, my the Jurass- the, my the other my Jurassic other b- 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 my other main memory uh, from from that year would probably be. Um, they had in the Jurassic Park area, they had animatronic raptors fucking jumping out at people from the bushes, which is something that to this fucking day, even outside of Halloween Horror Nights, when I am walking through that area, I'm just like, where are the fucking raptors, man? Where are they? I know they're here somewhere. I'm still on edge when I walk through that area of the theme park because I'm just like, I know they're fucking here somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah, still on edge from a uh, event you went to once in the year 2002. Yeah. Though now I'm wondering what would it have been like if the Harry Potter area was there when they did uh, Halloween Horror Nights in uh, shittier. That... It would have been shittier. The Harry Potter area would have been shittier, or it would have been the same story as why they can't use uh, Seuss Landing. J.K. Rowling's not going to sign off on that. Nah. The, the, I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're not going to make it into like a like a horror area, but well, what they have done in recent years is uh, during the Halloween season, they have uh, the Hogsmeade Village segment uh, invaded by Death Eaters. But the thing about that is that Death Eaters are not frightening. Y- yeah. So, why fucking bother? Though I mean, all of the how ha- like. All of the Harry Potter theming already has kind of like a witchy vibe to it anyway, so... Yeah, but it would just be another big dead zone. Like, when we go to Halloween yeah. Horror Nights now, you go into Diagon Alley if you need to, like, grab a beer or use the bathroom without too many people around. I mean, the Diagon Alley section is honestly my favorite section of the whole theme park just because it is, like, uh, kind of, like, you know, secluded covered area where you can just like grab a beer and fucking vibe for a minute well can't grab them beers no more why well i personally wouldn't because you know fuck joan oh man ethical consumption under capitalism man whatever (laughs) you if you're not giving your money to somebody you're giving it to somebody else yeah, it's like it is true there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, but that doesn't mean that I should give my money to the person who was who had a human rights award taken back from her and then went on Twitter to say that oh no, I gave it back to them, showing big uh big energy of the kid who would switch off the Super Nintendo because you were whooping their ass <laughs> at Street Fighter. <laughs> you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, yeah, I personally choose not to buy Harry Potter shit anymore. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Also, you know, I kind of fell out of love with Harry Potter, anyways. Like that series kind of fucking sucks. Well, I mean, 
I don't think you ever really loved Harry Potter anyway, so that's true. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I never, re- I, I was never like a Harry Potter kid. Like I never loved Harry Potter or anything like that. But I, I enjoyed the series. Like I never really had any passionate, strong feelings about it either way. So I but, think that's why it's easier for me to just be like, yeah, you know, don't, don't give J.K. Rowling any money. That's fine. Whatever. But, like, I can get, like, deep in the lore of Star Wars and Tolkien and Elder Scrolls and even fucking Mortal Kombat. The Harry Potter is just, like, kind of boring. Well, I mean, in terms of lore, it's also a much more shallow pond. More shallow than Mortal Kombat, it seems. Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably it kind of is. Yeah. Like, there's really... No, there's no fucking Elder Gods in uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing with, like... Uh, you know, J.K. Rowling is like, you know, if you are if you love Harry Potter, like, you know, go on and you do you. But, you know, you should absolutely write a ton of fanfics making all the characters trans and then send them to Joan. I mean, yeah, that'll I mean, she's not going to read them, so it doesn't it's not going to actually mean anything. I don't know. She threw a fit over someone renaming uh Harry Potter into Peter Stromboli. Leading to uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, pitching his uh, announcing his uh, next movie, uh, Peter Stromboli and the Chamber of Linguini. <laughs> well, that's just because like uh, Daniel Radcliffe is also like the chaotic good actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Emma Watson is lawful good. Uh, Rupert Grint is a uh, neutral good, and Daniel Radcliffe is chaotic good. Yeah. We honestly have, like, the clearest ever, like, you know, triumvirate in that regard. Yeah. So, obviously, Danny's my fave. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got, like, really neat bear slippers. And guns nailed into his hands. <laughs> Although there was some problem with the director of Guns Akimbo 2. I just don't remember what it was because no one actually watched Guns Akimbo. Yeah, so it goes. So it goes. But Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah, uh, 30 minutes in. You skipped uh, Halloween Horror Nights 13. I did, yeah. And that's one of the years that I always wish that I could go back on because it had the neatest concept. Yeah, I kind of, I, I would agree. Like, I always regretted not going to that year. Yeah, for those of you who either weren't there or just didn't care enough, the uh, the mascot of uh, how, of this family fun amusement park attraction was an eastern european snuff filmmaker yeah uh, and the commercials bloland blolansky actually it was paulo ravinsky yeah (laughs) yeah he was this uh roman polanski looking some bitch who uh the commercials depicted him allegedly parody oh yeah parody parody who would and the, the commercials depicted him making his snuff films Yes. And that is kind of delightful <laughs> that a, a a family amusement park went that hard on the horror. Like, I think this was well before uh, the controversy surrounding the game Manhunt, which was also about snuff films. Yeah, and I, don't th- I don't think so. I think that actually it was around the same time, if not after Manhunt. Um, I remember Manhunt from like middle from like middle school earlier no because i was in middle school when manhunt came out so you would have been really yeah it was an like an original xbox game right correct yes uh, so it goes 
Yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah, I was just delighted at how macabre and bleak that this was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a fun character. Like I, yeah, like he, I said, uh, I kind of wish that I had gone that year. Yeah, Paulo has become a fan fave. Yeah. One of mine. He's also really easy to cosplay because all you need is a shitty, ill-fitting suit and, like, to not sleep for two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to, like, cosplay as somebody that you would meet on a, like, train in, you know, a, like, Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you remember much of uh 2014? Because that's the year that I probably remember the least. 20, and- 2014? I'm sorry, 2004. 2004. The first year where it was held in both amusement parks. Yeah, I do remember a little bit of that. Um, not so much, not a tremendous amount, but I do remember it because, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting for them to do kind of like two thirds of one theme park and then two thirds of the other theme park. I thought the uh, the real uh, masterstroke was uh, the way they connected the parks through uh, scare zones. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, they had two, I believe, scare zones connecting the parks, both of them going through the backstage areas that are normally inaccessible during regular hours. I think that they had one going through the backstage, and I want to say that they had one going through the, you know, uh, the the far the far side of the lake and city walk. I'll have to take your word for that since I wasn't there, but yeah, I I seem to remember that. Um, and if they didn't do that, if I am making that up, then that's what they should have done. But I'm I'm pretty confident that that's what they actually did. But um, anything else for that year, or can I go on to one of probably the year that I, I most regret not? Yeah, going no, to. I I think I think that 2004 was mostly just kind of. Uh, looking back and doing a kind of greatest hits. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, there, there's not a whole lot to reflect on aside from the fact that it was really cool that they did two theme parks. Yeah. 2005 was probably the most ambitious thing they've tried before or since where all of the houses and all of the scare zones are part of a coordinated shared universe. The world of Terra the world of Terra <laughs> Help me out here. I thought it was just the Terra Queen. Terra Cruent. Terra Cruentus. Oh, my Latin shit. Why am I even trying? <laughs> Terra Cruentus. But yeah, they created a whole uh, separate uh, world for the lore of 2015 lore which you know when you think about it most of the casual park goers aren't even going to experience because most of the park goers aren't fucking nerds yeah yeah most of the people just to you know kind of experience this in passing it's really uh for the real heads yeah for the for the real boys (laughs) yeah and so yeah they created an entire uh lore around this fictional world with its own monarch the terra queen and a complicated like religious system full of human sacrifice and what they do with the corpses of the sacrifices which led to one of the long the longest standing imprint of the world of 
Terra Cribra Crouton, the body collectors. They were introduced for the first time in 2005. Yeah. Well, I mean, sort they, of. They, they, they kind of they kind of borrowed them they a little them bit from, from Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, the episode Hush, specifically. Yeah. But, so yeah, I guess this plays into a, kind of our larger theme of Universal stealing shit and getting away with it. I mean, if they can work it, then fucking work, man. Because I don't like Buffy the Vampire Slayer at all. But I like the body collectors a whole lot. I mean, lot. Not, even, not even a little? No. No, I hate Buffy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that show sucked. Yeah. So it goes. <laughs> Fuck Josh Whedon forever. Eh. I have no... I, honestly, I have no real strong feelings on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but uh, I, would, I would say I, that I'm I more... think it was the shitty made-up teen lingo that really turned me off. Hmm. That it... sucked. That's a weird hill to die on, but <laughs> as long as I'm dead. Yeah. Well, and the body collectors can come and get you. Yeah, and the body collectors got worked into the lore later on in a weird way, but like like the the Halloween Horn Ice lore? Correct, yes. Yeah. yeah, um I don't I mean that the 2005 might have been the peak. That might have been the best year. <laughs> Partly why it's the year I regret most not going. I went for the first time the following year, 2006. Yeah. Which was a good year. No, oh, yeah, yeah. It was It was still good. It, very good. But yeah, the first year that I came, this was going to be their big, their first big anniversary celebration. Which is kind Sweet of in- 16. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You don't usually do uh, celebrate anniversaries on the 16th year, but I guess, I don't know. Maybe they were uh, running behind on ideas, so they decided to just do a clip show episode. But, <laughs> yeah, they brought back all of the uh, characters from years past, including some that had never officially debuted. Um, what do you remember best from the years 2006? Uh, probably the thing that I remember most distinctly from 2006 was um, going through the Dungeon of Terror house. And my friend uh, that I brought with me chickened out. And uh, so it was towards the end of the night. And I went through it alone. And there was really nobody around me. I was really like not not a line of people as you usually get at Halloween Horror Nights houses. I was really going through it alone. <laughs> like nobody bef- in front of or behind me. And I walked into one of the one of the rooms and I just saw like a cl- uh, cluster of like, you know, four characters, you know, just kind of like, you know, uh, shooting the shit in the corner. And they were like, oh, fuck, here's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I thought we were closed. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Th- I-, I walked into the house at like, you know, uh, 1.55. So maybe that sort of thing is why they start like retiring the actors like 10 till. Yeah. Because if you go through at the end of the night now, it's like a lot of the uh, the boo holes are empty. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I walked into the into that room and I was just like, oh, okay. sup, <laughs> sup, guys. Yeah. How y'all doing this evening? No. It, well, I mean, they, 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 you know, to their credit, they uh, they resumed character and it was just like, yeah, I mean, we know how we all know how this goes, <laughs> man. We I mean, we all work shitty uh, service industry jobs. We, we we're all there. Um, but yeah, uh, 
like you were learning to uh, alluding to the uh, the people under the stairs house, I went through it with my friend, and uh, he was walking behind me. Well, before he even he got in, he, I, as I recall, he was called out by the uh, the barker outside. I don't recall. Oh yeah, it's like uh, there was a barker outside of this house uh, trying to usher people in, and name withdrawn for uh, legal reasons. Yeah, name withdrawn uh, wasn't into it. But you obviously wanted to go in, so the barker got your attention. It's like, hey, what's your friend's name? It's like, you give yeah. the names. Like, look at name withdrawn here. Name withdrawn's a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Look at him. He's a big old pansy. And that got it, man. And he was less than pleased. Yeah. No. Yeah. He uh he actually um grabbed onto my shirt. He was walking behind me the entire time. He grabbed onto my shirt. And at one point in the house, he literally ripped my shirt off of me because he was he he twisted himself into a knot and had like wrapped himself in his in my shirt. Hilarious. Excellent times. I love it. You love to see it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's fine. He went on to join the military. (laughs) Protecting our freedoms. Yes. Uh, yeah, the year after that is the year that I, uh, probably the first year that I, like, distinctly remember, and it introduced, well, it didn't introduce him, but it introduced him to me, my personal favorite Halloween Horror Nights character, Jack the Clown. Jack the Clown. Jack Schmidt, Jack Sawyer, Jack Crackalackin. Yeah. Jack motherfucking clown. Jack Crack Corn Crackin Clown Boy. Yeah, the Carnival of Carnage, featuring Jack. Yeah, <laughs> and Knuckles, <laughs> featuring Dante of the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> yeah, Jack the Clown was the first all original Halloween Horror Nights mascot that they introduced way back in two thousand. Yeah, he was the ori- Well, he was the original original mascot. Yeah, they had used the Crypt Keeper a couple of times before, but Jack was the first genuine. USDA certified original mascot. Yeah. Because they did a poll of what people were most afraid of, and the end result was clowns. Yeah. And over the years, Jack Schmitty has taken on a bit of a life of his own. I've always been fascinated by people who are afraid of clowns. You know, I was reading a thing where, um, I guess in Japan, like fear of clowns don't exist. Yeah, similarly, they uh, find it bizarre that people are afraid of clowns to the point where. But yeah, it was with that fucking uh, Nintendo cartoon boxing game where one of the characters is a clown. and um, Punch-Out? No, not Punch-Out. They have springs for arms. Anyways. <laughs> uh, someone is saying that, yeah, we have this uh, clown character you probably shouldn't include it since Americans don't like clowns. And uh, Nintendo of Japan was like, but why? It's like, they're, they're scared of them. <laughs> why? <laughs> no one really knows. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's really the interesting thing is that nobody Arms. really knows. That was the name of the game. It was called Arms. Oh, it was just called Arms? Yeah, because they have spring arms. Okay. <laughs> they, they just brought one of the characters. Yeah, in. we we made a game, and they have spring arms, so we called it arms. Yeah, they just, they just brought one of the characters into Smash. Not the clown, 
Though that, yeah, like like I was talking about, that is a really interesting thing that you know, just keeps recurring is everybody's afraid of clowns, and I never really understood why. Yeah, I'm the fucking weirdo because I actually love clowns. Too much. <laughs> it's a matter of perspective, really. They are demons to some, angels to others. Demons to some, angels to me. <laughs> yeah, Jack the Clown is... Um... Even in years where he has no actual presence, he is the de facto face of Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, I I think that even yeah even when he is no no longer present, he has become kind of just a de facto sort of omnipresent background radiation you know mascot of Halloween Horror Nights as a concept. It's really like how the Joker was in, intended to be a one off villain who got killed off at the end of his issue. And, and he then, just became the default, you know, Batman villain. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Even when he doesn't appear in the comics for, like, a years, he'll still just His be... His presence is still felt. Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's always felt. But this this year, it was going to be all themed around Jack bringing his dedicated carnival to town. And he brought some A-list of talent. We got Jason Voorhees. In the haunted house, Camp Blood. We got Freddy Krueger in the haunted house, Dreamwalkers. We got Leatherface, specifically the Platinum Dunes uh, Leatherface, because they are legally distinct. <laughs> the best kind of distinct. <laughs> in Flesh Wounds. And we also have the introduction of another fan favorite character, Chance. The Harley to his Quinn. Yeah, I mean, she would ultimately come to be much more substantive in years to come. Although the funniest thing to me is that the actress who portrayed her um, had evidently not heard of Harley Quinn when she got the role. She well, based I mean, her performance... in 2006, 2007, Harley Quinn was still kind of relatively obscure character. Yeah, but she still acted like Harley Quinn, and you can chalk that up to the fact that she based her performance off of uh, Sherry Moon Zombie in House of a Thousand Corpses. So yeah, she, that tracks. She she was doing Baby Firefly. We all just read her as Harley Quinn. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of the same character in a lot of regards. <laughs> Depends I'm, on who's writing who. Yeah, it, exactly. It's hard to say because... Baby Firefly has only had three portrayals, but they all very wildly, despite all having the same writer and actress. Harley Quinn has had many writers and many actresses, and none of them are very consistent. No, yeah. Some of them very good. Some of them very, very not good. Uh, sidebar, uh, what is the worst Harley? And there is a correct answer. The worst Harley. Um, Batman Damned. Where she rapes Batman. Yeah, but wasn't that a dream? No. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, um, turns out I was wrong. Uh, yeah. That's, that's actually the worst. I was going to say the Arkham Harley. No, yeah. Uh, you you probably might have been correct, if not for Brian Azzarello. Yeah, Batman damned. Um, holy fuck, man. That was a bad fucking book. I, 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 I was... Uh, I was still writing for the uh for the for the comic site at that time and I was uh I was I was the one who reviewed uh issue number 1 and I was like 
uh, this this is an interesting premise. This sounds really cool. And then I read issue two. I was like, oh, no. Oh, fucking no. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought the Arkham Harley was bad because uh, she was just a brainless dolt. And who only existed for fan service purposes. Oh, shit. I, I wish this Harley was a brainless dolt who existed only for our fan service. Yeah, um, I've never read Batman Damned, and nothing you've uh, told me about it makes me want to. Not even out of morbid curiosity. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I was holding the uh, the variant cover of the Bat Dick issue in my hand at and the comic book go. store, and I let it go. If nothing else, you could have gotten like two hundred bucks out of this. Yeah, book. no, yeah, I was, you could have got. I, I, I kicked myself because I was like, I could have gotten three hundred bucks off that shit, man. Off of this piece of shit comic. Yeah, Brian just, Azzarello... just because everybody wants to see Batman's dick. Mm. I was holding it in my hands, and I was like, I'll get it next week. Nobody's really gonna care that much. People cared that much. And I think this is the point where we're gonna go to a break. Hello, kiddies. Keeper here, master of ceremonies at Universal Studios, all new Halloween Horror Nights, with new haunted houses to die for. You'll make some new fiends, play a scarring role in a killer show, and lots more. Don't miss the last two weekends of terror. Florida residents save. Advanced tickets just $22 at Ticketmaster with a two-liter Pepsi label. Party with me at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. You'll dig it. <laughs> So Halloween Horror Nights is an event that they that a major amusement park puts on, yet something about it just feels so intrinsic to the Halloween season. And, you know, you could just chalk that up to uh, the ubiquity of uh, marketing of us being in Central Florida, but I don't know. Something about it just feels special to me. Do you, do you kind of uh, live on that same level? I I think I understand what you're talking about, but at the same time, I want it to be on a cup. I want to kind of analyze that on a couple of different levels because this year, Halloween Horror Nights is not happening. Correct, yes. And so Halloween is still going to come. And in the old days, we always used to uh, gauge when the Halloween season started either when the spirit stores first start came to town or more commonly when Halloween Horror Night season opened. Yeah. It was kind of like, um, which, you know, um, uh, when, side when, note, when but... all of the spirit stores started opening was kind of like, you know, outer Halloween season. It was just like, you know, when you kind of got that, like, you know, the whiff in the air, it was starting to be present. And then when Halloween Horror Night started was when it was really here in earnest. Yeah, the, uh, the, the the spirit stores are presently open, and oh shit, I'm feeling it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Halloween Horror Nights is set to open tonight, and well, well would have been. Yeah, needless to say, that's not what's happening tonight. Yes. But I still feel Halloween. Yeah. In my bones. Well, that's what I was talking about, you know, uh... I, d- I don't think that um, Halloween Horror Nights was instrumental to the to the experience. Because so, I, I remember, like, personally, you know, 
way way back in the day when I was a little kid, even before I I had ever heard the the words Halloween Horror Nights uttered, um, you know, uh, like it being like August first and uh, begging my parents to start putting up the Halloween Horror Nights, no, the Halloween decorations. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, um, one of my earliest memories is I believe we were still in California, but going to a Spirit Halloween store. Yeah. And, you know, I was, as a, uh, like, four or five-year-old wimp, I was rightly terrified. <laughs> the the jumping spiders alone were probably the size of me. Yeah. I was a, I was a puny little whelp, but uh, that memory always stuck with me. It's just like... Any time where we get, like, anywhere near fall adjacent, like, something about the memory calls to me. Yeah. And, I, I, I mean, that exists independent of any of the trappings, I think. Like, well, you know, it's not, it's not contingent on, you know, Halloween Horror Nights existing or not existing. But what I was trying to express was when I was at Halloween Horror Nights for the first time each each season, just like something in it felt like my blood was on fire. Like mm-hmm. that was the most. I mean, I love Halloween Horror Nights and I love haunted houses and all the periphery, but like it almost uh, connected on a deeper level, like all of the periphery just kind of fell away. It's like, yes, it is time. It is fall. It is autumn. It is the best time of the year. It is now. And just like this, like rush of adrenaline came over me and I just got so indescribably excited. Even like, even now trying to describe 14 years of it is like, I can't properly put words to it. Yeah. But I mean, you don't necessarily want your uh, experience of that to be contingent on an event that happens independent of your own control anyway. So you kind of have to find a way to take your you know, very specific experience and understanding of of the the halloween season the spooky season whatever you want it to be and you have to kind of you know like you know translate that into something that you can understand well i think that i have like it it, it's not like if there's no halloween horror nights there's no halloween yeah i still feel that it's just like i have all this pent-up energy and not a whole lot to do with it like you know that going to halloween horror nights with me kind of sucks because I tend um, to... you 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 walk very uh, deliberately and very quickly uh, from place to place. Like I need to see this object. Yes, I I need I need to see. I need to consume as much of the Halloween soul as I possibly can as quickly as I can. And, yeah, I, th- I think I think that, that we have. And still exists. It's just that I now I have no outlet for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of gets to the point that I was talking about that I wanted to talk about a second ago was like um, when we are at Halloween Horror Nights, you are walking very deliberately and very quickly from one place to the next. It's like, I need to see it all. I need to absorb it all. Whereas I, you know, honestly, I am, am, I am a, 
I am a greedy, greedy slut for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, whereas I kind of want to walk kind of slowly through it and just experience it all and just like soak it in. I mean, I guess chalk that up to a difference in personalities. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I mean, I just want like uh, that, that it's a very specific in certain contexts. I know what you uh, mean. Like the year when they had the trick or treat scare zone and the, you know, quote unquote central park uh, section of the park was like all festooned with jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was just an arc of, uh, of jack-o'-lanterns spread across that entire section. And it was, was based just... on the Michael Doherty movie trick or treat, which is one of the most Halloweeny movies ever yeah. produced. And I don't understand why you would want to rush through that. I would only want to just like basically bathe in that aura and just like soak it in with as much detail as possible. Yeah. I mean, uh, as similar as we're often, uh, compared to each other, I guess we do, uh, differ in certain, uh, key aspects. Yeah. Like that when, when you're, when I'm in the theme park and I'm doing Halloween Horror Nights, I don't want to rush it. I want to, you know, I want to take my time and just like, you know, soak it in and just just bathe in it and just be like, this is fucking Halloween that I'm soaking through my pores, man. Whereas I'm much more like uh, no free time, no downtime, only Halloween time. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, fuck it. Rush from one house to the next. And I'm just like, I want to see the thing that leads from the one house to the other house, man. The exception um, to that would be the uh, Hellbilly Deluxe Scare Zone. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely soak that in. Yeah. You uh, you ba- you bathed in that far far uh, far deeper than I would ever bathe in a, sa- a scare zone. Eh, I mean, if I could boil my personality down into a certain set of. Uh, attributes it could it, it would be the album hellbilly deluxe by rob zombie pretty much yeah <laughs> so i was there for that to the point where uh you know non-costume cast members were like all right yeah you all right you, all right, you yeah you gotta you gotta shove along buddy <laughs> yeah take a hike <laughs> you're done here yeah <laughs> yeah just halloween horror nights um so much of it appeals to me, uh, not just, you know, the houses, as you imply. Um, the scare zones, just like, I don't know. It's just like, maybe I'm just soaking them in so quickly that it's just like, more. Need yeah. more. Yeah, you're you're always, you know, rushing to suck, so, like, soak in more. Whereas I kind of, like, you know, want to go kind of slow and just, like, you know, just take it all in and just be like you know yeah man fucking this thing and like look at that fucking thing look at that fucking thing fuck yeah and it extends to um one of halloween horror nights uh longest traditions the bill and ted show the bill and ted show yep 
canceled, what, four years ago? No, I don't think it's been that long. It's been a while because there were multiple I think theories. It, I on think I think the last Bill and Ted show was like 2018. I don't know, but yes, there was a long-standing Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Taken multiple forms over the year, and it was finally canceled. Uh, no official reason was ever given why, but the most plausible explanation was that they didn't want to clash with the, I guess, lore of <laughs> Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah, I I don't think that's why they did it. <laughs> yeah, and they, well, the, like uh, like if anything, the the fact that they were releasing a Bill and Ted movie and. I don't know, 2020 or 2021, whenever movies come back. It came out two weeks ago. Oh, it did it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you, you, we could see it at the drive-in, like, tonight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact that it, uh, that they had a Bill and Ted movie coming out, and they, uh, you know, got rid of this Bill and Ted stage show that, you know, honestly, the vast majority of people who are watching that show, like, well, actually, I don't I don't want to say the vast majority, but like, you know, probably a solid majority of people who were watching that show the last year that it was made had probably never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, eh, I don't know. I mean, it was definitely it was definitely a show that premiered in like 1994. I I think I thought it, it like, came I thought it was like uh, like a, earlier than that. No, it was like the third or fourth year of Halloween Horror Nights, I think. So like ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 was originally intended to appeal to twenty somethings, and then it ran for twenty years, almost. Well, you say that. But it actually ran longer than that. <laughs> yeah, more to the point. So, um, yeah, if a lot of uh, the the viewers didn't know who Bill and Ted were, that's, you know. Yeah, my first introduction to Bill and Ted was, like, in the 90, like, late 90s when... Uh, my first, in uh, my when, first introduction uh, was the show. Well, I, mine was when, uh, like, I think Pizza Hut was doing a promo when they were, like, you know, giving away DVDs with... Uh, uh, if you ordered a pizza, you got a free DVD, and one of them was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, yeah, to your point, though, uh, my first introduction to Bill and Ted was the stage show. Yeah. I had no idea who they were before that. And now I'm a Bill and Ted fan, so... Uh, what were you trying to... <laughs> what was your point? I don't know. None. Yeah. Well, you seem to be implying that they uh, that they canceled it because Bill and Ted had become irrelevant dated relics of a previous time no because if they had wanted to cancel them for being uh you know relics of an outdated time they would have done that 15 years before the show ended better late than ever i mean maybe i mean uh, to, to my mind it seems like a really inopportune time to cancel the bill and ted show just because um you know, 90s nostalgia is now becoming a force, so... Yeah, around the time the show was canceled, the rumor was that they were going to... I, th I think it was 
you know, just because the show was kind of uh, associated with just being kind of like a, you know, just a, a raunchy show where you go to see like, you know, uh, Goyle's doing the, 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 the big titty dancing and, uh, and you might do some, uh, some, uh, some jokes that ain't too, uh, too satisfactory. No, they wouldn't have canceled it because of that, because they did the exact same thing in the Hellbilly Deluxe Scare Zone, as well as roughly once, minimum one, usually three scare zones a year before that, plus several haunted houses. Like, yeah. Like, TNA at Halloween Horror Nights is to be expected, as are, you know, jokes sometimes that don't meet proper decorum. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying desperately not to use the phrase politically correct. But. <laughs> they might use some some uh, off color humor. Yeah, some off color humor, some terms for certain races that might not be acceptable outside of, uh, uh, you know, the 1920s. Yeah, this this bit spiraling. But uh, yeah, yeah, if if, if it was just TNA, um, they would have canceled Halloween Horror Nights in general, like. 15 years ago yeah so and like the the the, the though theory- I'm, I'm i'm wondering if it's like you know having an entire show dedicated to that where you have like a captive audience for like 30 minutes but was anyone complaining i don't think so so yeah why cancel it yeah. the the theory for a long time was that um the stage where bill and ted yeah, it was going to be redeveloped. Yeah, it was going to be demolished because out, out, you know, outside of the you know, uh, ten weeks where it was Halloween Horror Nights, it was the the, the fear factor fear live factor stage. live stage. So yeah, the theory you know, was that in it the was year a, of our Lord two thousand and twenty. So yeah, the theory was that it was going to be demolished in favor of an expansion of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That never materialized. My guess is well, that it never hadn't yet. Well, it's not going to. My guess is that it was originally going to before Universal inked the deal to acquire the property on which they are building Epic Universe. Because now that is where the Harry Potter expansion is going. So they were left in this position where it's like, well, we still have this stage. May as well keep doing Fear Factor Live, but also keep Bill and Ted on hiatus in which... In case the people above us decide to change their mind, basically the the team behind. So are you, are you saying you uh, that they might bring it back? Is what you're theorizing? I mean, they always could because at this point, the Fear Factor stage is basically a dead zone with no plans to do anything with it. Yeah, and I mean that that also counts for during the day when Fear Factor is there. Yeah, um, I'm told that this show keeps running. I have never once seen it. Occasionally, I'll hear an explosion, like once, maybe twice a day. Though it really, if if it is still running, it really shouldn't. It was it was not a good idea in 2002. It's definitely not a good idea now. No, they made a joke about how dated Fear Factor was in the Bill and Ted show, like five years ago and if bill and ted is telling you that your show is dated 
Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that uh, the new Bill and Ted movie will, you know, COVID aside, be some sort of measurable success. And that it will maybe give a second wind to Bill and Ted at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. I mean, I guess next year when we are celebrating the actual 30th anniversary, uh, I guess that will be the uh, the litmus test. All I'm saying is bring back Dr. Evil. Austin Powers is not too dated enough. <laughs> you know, when I was younger uh, and I decided that I didn't have the uh, the math skills to go into game development. My backup was to uh, go to work for uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, I think we all had that that aspiration. And apparently it's a very attainable goal since like multiple show directors started out working at the fucking Bill and Ted show. Mm. Is this your way of saying that you're uh, quitting the podcast to go join the uh, Bill and Ted show? Yeah, uh, <laughs> lady, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an excellent run. It's been one week. We've had a lot of ups, lots of downs, lots of what's have yous, but I think it's time for me to permanently sign off. David will carry on in my stead. I will supply him with a puppet that he can act off of. But... um I think it's time to say. Yeah, there will be plenty of uh of sexy dancers to do uh you know uh like numbers to uh I don't know like a Def Leppard song from like nineteen eighties four. Pour some sugar on me. Yeah, I mean honestly, I think that's where this is all leading. But I think it's time to say good night. So long, farewell. Wow.